production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville. Fiber Internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. From the Milton Metz Studio in the Radio TV Building at Indiana University, welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Sarah Whitmire, the News Bureau Chief of WFIU and WTIU. We're talking about uh, school bus safety today, and Hoosiers have a good cause to worry about the safety of their kids as they go back and forth to school based on a couple of incidents that occurred in late October. Three siblings were killed by a motorist who failed to stop as the children crossed the highway to their bus in Rochester, Indiana. And then in early December, a teenager was killed when the bus he was on was rear-ended by a flatbed truck roughly 30 miles south of South Bend. Now school bus safety is a priority for many Hoosier parents and lawmakers as we enter the 2019 legislative session. We're going to talk with uh, two guests today, and we possibly will have a third one joining us later in the program. But right now we have Ron Chu, president of the Indiana School Bus Drivers Association and a school bus driver in South Henry County, and Mark Raper, an Indiana State Police Trooper. Um, if you want to join our program, please give us a call at 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348 uh, outside of the Bloomington area. Also, you can reach us at news at indianapublicmedia.org, and you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So welcome to uh, both of you. We're glad to have you here today. And Sarah, it's the first time we've been together for a while. So I know. It's good, good to, to be back. Good, good to, to see be you. back together. Um, so Mark Raper, I wanted to ask you, and Mark is master trooper with the Indiana State Police and is a school bus inspector. So, mm -hmm. you know, these these incidents have really gotten a lot of headlines and a lot yes. of attention because they were very tragic. But Absolutely. You know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what happened in these cases and, and is it an issue of school bus safety? Well, both the cases you're speaking of were cases of, unfortunately, driver's distraction. And... Uh, the school buses did nothing wrong in both cases. I mean, they were just doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, they were stopping. In the first case, they were letting children off across the road. Driver was, I believe, on the cell phone and didn't see it and, and ran over the kids, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And in the second case, the driver, the school bus was stopping at a railroad crossing, which is what school buses are required to do. And uh, the driver behind him just didn't notice and rear-ended the bus. So, so can you talk about that in sort of the, uh, the bigger uh, sense of distracted driving and oh, how big yeah, of a problem that that's become? Huge issue. With, the, with all the technology that we have now, we, we are so focused a lot on our phones. I know I am. You know, we get attached to those phones. And unfortunately, when we're driving, that can be a major distraction for us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, my, I've got a 16-year-old who just started driving, and I'm trying to stress to him so much the importance of just putting that phone in the glove box and don't even think about it while you're driving because it's just such a natural tendency for us to want to look, even if we just hear it buzzing, for a Facebook update or something like that. You know, it, it's, it's interesting to me because you wouldn't read a book while you're driving. You wouldn't read a newspaper while you're driving, but people will pick up their phone and take a look at it. That's exactly right. I guess they think it's yeah. just going to be a couple seconds or something. Yeah, right? in a couple seconds, you think about how far uh, your vehicle has traveled. It's amazing. I mean, it's, 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 and it just takes a split second for a, a tragedy. Mm -hmm. So Ron Chu is president of the Indiana uh, School Board. Uh, school Bus Drivers Association, and he is a school bus driver in South Henry County, which is near Newcastle over in the eastern part of the state. So, you know, Ron, when you, when you hear about these tragedies that occur, I mean, as a driver, what's it, what's it do to you? Well, it's, uh, uh, it's very, very sympathizing for mm -hmm. us as drivers. Um, I, I think a lot of the problem, as you said, distracted driving, and uh, also uh, I've been driving for 38 years, and it seems like everyone's in a hurry. Uh, they want to get from point A to point B, and they don't want to uh, take the time to slow down for anything or anyone, it seems like, anymore. And uh, um, I, I've stated in the past, the school bus is painted yellow for a reason. If you see that bus, you need to approach it cautiously, either yes. if you're coming from behind the bus or if you're approaching from the front. You always need to be concerned that that bus may be making a stop at some time in the, in the 
some point in the, the travel. And uh, just be cautious when you're around the bus. How many kids do you transport every day? Uh, I've got about 50 kids on my bus. And what uh, ages are they? They're uh, kindergarten to 12. Mm-hmm. We, we single route our kids, so we put all of our kids on the same buses. We don't uh, double route or triple route like some school corporations do and haul the different mm-hmm. levels at different times of the day. So, mm-hmm. I know with the case in Rochester, the, the driver had said that she didn't realize it was a school bus. So can you just sort of walk us through when you get to a stop and the kids have to cross the road, what is the pro- what is the process? With the, like, what lights up? Does the stop arm come at you? Well, uh, you're supposed to uh, uh, engage your yellow caution lights, the yellow lights to begin with. And that's uh, they say it should be done anywhere from two, three hundred feet prior to your stop. Uh, when those come on, the vehicle should be aware that that bus is getting ready to make a stop. Once the bus has came to a complete stop, then the stop arm is activated. That means there's going to be either kids getting off that bus or they're going to be crossing a road to get on a bus. So uh, the procedure that we're supposed to use as drivers and I have used for all the years I've driven, my kids are not allowed to cross the road unless I motion for them to come across with a hand signal. They are to stay right where they are till I cross, uh, signal for them to cross. Uh, same goes in the evening. When they go to get off, I make sure traffic is stopped from both directions. I look in my mirrors to make sure they're stopped behind. If they're coming towards the bus, I do not let my students get off till I know that vehicle is stopped. Once it's stopped, then I let the kids get off the bus. And I also, they're told to be cautious when they cross the road and look, too, also. So uh, there's a little bit of responsibility put on the students, too, so. Yeah. And uh, I would like to bring up in Monroe County, uh, they on the busier highways like Highway 45, 46, they will no, only do right hand drop offs. And that if anything positive may have come out of this tragedy is that the legislatures are looking at just doing right hand drop offs only on major highways because, uh, you know, it's a lot more dangerous when they're crossing a major highway at a higher speed, obviously. Uh, than they are when they're on a city street when the speeds aren't as high. But Monroe County is very good about this. Uh, they, they, they actively have done that on their own, and it, it has prevented a lot of problems. So when the yellow lights come on, are you supposed to stop then when those come on? N- no. You, you, that's, just, uh, you, that's a good time to make eye contact with the school bus driver if you can see them. And they're going to be that red light's going to be coming out, but you can. It's just like a yellow light at a at a stoplight. You can cautiously pass, but if it appears that the the, the red light is getting ready to come out, then you better get stopped because after the red light's out, you got to stop. Mm-hmm. So Mark Raper does uh, inspections of school buses. So what are the kinds of things you're looking for when you're inspecting? We do a complete inspection of the bus. We do the brakes. We do the steering. We do the interior. We do first aid kits. We do seat belt cutters, the heaters, the fans. Anything that's on that bus has to be in operating good operating condition. We check the emergency exits, the buzzers, the windows, everything on the bus to make sure for the child's safety that it's as, as safe as it, what it can be. So by, by all accounts, it's when the students get on the bus, the bus should be in good working order. Absolutely. Safety. We put a sticker on the front, and, and I treat every bus as if my kid's riding that, that bus, obviously. We want that bus to be safe. Mm-hmm. What sort what sort of um, special rules do you have to abide by, Ron? I'm, I mean, or special training, licenses, things like that. Well, uh, if you're if you're beginning the process of thinking about being a school bus driver, uh, there's quite a bit of training that goes is involved in this process. I don't think a lot of people realize that. First of all, you have to get what's called your CDL license. Then you have to go through a CDL's training, go to a skill site with the bus and go through that training. Uh, also, there's three days of classroom training. Then the driver's required to uh, ride with a certified driver for four hours and then r- drive for eight hours with that certified driver on the bus. Also, you have to pass a CDL physical. So, And then we do yearly training. Every year we go through yearly training Uh, Some of it's available online or either classroom, depending on what the school system chooses to do. So we're constantly involved in the process and getting updates on any legislation that might have been passed that pertains to school buses, Um, any CDL requirements that may have been changed. That's also involved in the training, plus anything else that uh, as these incidents that occurred 
uh, with these fatalities, I'm sure that'll be part of our training process next summer when we go, or this summer when we go back. We're in 19 already, excuse me. Uh, this summer yeah. when we go back to do our training this summer, we will go through probably some uh, instances or something that related to those incidents. So, and the drivers also have to go through a, a drug and alcohol testing all, okay. uh, all the time. Yeah, are those random tests? Yes. Yeah. After they, they, before they can ever get in a bus, they have to pass the test, and then afterwards, it's random. Correct. You mentioned Ron that you always motion kids across. Is that required? It is required. Uh, I, I know. Uh, I, I know there are some school dri- drivers that do not do that, don't adhere to that policy, but that is uh, when the drivers are uh, trained in the classroom training, that is stressed when they go through that training. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask, so Ron Chu is, is with us today, as is Mark Raper, from, Mark's from the Indiana State Police, uh, and Ron Chu is president of the Indiana School Bus Drivers Association. It's seems like we've seen lots of signs out, um, you know, over the last few years of school bus drivers needed. Um, you know, is, is there a shortage at this point of bus drivers? And, you know, do you need more people? And, and you know, the follow-up to that question, if you can remember all this, is it seems like, you know, somebody like you who's been there for 38 years, you know, it's probably second nature to figure out how to keep the kids safe. But somebody who's doing it new, there's a lot of stuff to remember. There is. Um, I think for one thing, you have to enjoy, you love doing that, what you do. love doing what you do. So uh, if you don't enjoy being around kids, this is not the job for you. So because there are a lot of distractions. Um, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but there are some distractions. So um, there is, a, I think, basically statewide, some school co- corporations, it's not as critical to them as it is others, but there is a critical shortage of drivers statewide, and it's not just in Indiana, it's nationwide. So, Why do you think that is? Is it that people just are, are worried about getting on a bus with a bunch of kids? That That's probably a part of it. Um, I, in, yeah. in the times that I've <laughs> driven, I think it's related to the economy. Mm-hmm. When the economy is going well, people can get jobs about anywhere they want to. When the economy starts to tank, then they start looking at other options that they have. And sometimes school bus driving falls in that category. So um, it really, I don't have an answer for you. I'm, I apologize. But uh, I, I, and the, they seem to, a lot of school systems seem to think that the pay, uh, driver's pay, is, is a part of that. Um, I think it is, but some school corporations do actually pay their drivers very well, and they have additional benefits that are available for those drivers, and uh, it, it's pretty enticing. Uh, Mark, Mark and Sarah will both remember, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, the Monroe County Community Schools tried to outsource their bus driving to a Michigan uh, right. outfit, and it didn't really, didn't work out very well. And the mm-hmm. MCCSC had to really increase the pay and the benefits for drivers to get enough. That's correct. They did, okay. and. Uh, like I said, I, I think it's beneficial. I, I, I do believe that people are a little bit leery of it at first because of the, the, the all the different uh, distractions that you have when you're on a bus, and there's a lot to to learn. And when you have a veteran like this out here that can train people, it, it, and, and all the schools have usually someone that's been driving for a while that helps train the drivers. And when you have someone like that, it makes it a lot easier to make that adjustment. But the schools do need good quality people. I'll put it out recruiting pitch for him because it is a good job. And it's my my uh, uncle was a truck driver for many years, and then he became a bus driver. And he said if he knew how fun it was to drive a bus, he would have done that be- before he had drove a truck. Our phone numbers again are 812-855-0811 here in Bloomington, 1-877-285-9348 outside the Bloomington area. You can uh, find us at news at indianapublicmedia.org if you want to send in a question, don't want to go on the air. And also, you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. We we did have a phone call uh, that was about what contract versus private drivers. Was Probably contract drivers versus corporate versus corporate drivers. Yeah. yeah, the corporate drivers are hired by the school, and the contractors are usually people from outside of the school that own their own bus, and they uh, they put in bids to run routes. So, okay. uh, but they're under the same specifications for inspections they have to go through the same uh things each year that the the corporation has to go through okay i think we may have our caller back so okay let's see it's our do we have sarah on the line sarah oh 
We lost Sarah. <laughs> we lost Sarah. We don't have Sarah. So we've been reporting a statistic, I know, that says that there was a single day last year in Indiana that the, I guess, the DOE, the Department of Education, surveyed, and it said more than 3,000 drivers illegally passed school buses in one single day. Yes. That, to me, I when I first saw that number, it's I thought that's got to be it. national. No. But just Indiana. It's sad, isn't it? Does that surprise you, Ron? Well, really, I... I I'm ashamed to say this, but it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Uh, and another thing about that statistic is there's over 300 school corporations in Indiana, and only 200 were reporting that day. That particular day was April 24th, 2018, the day that they uh, did that survey. Uh, but there were only 201 school corporations that participated in that. So if all school corporations had participated in that, that would have been an astronomical number, which it already is an astronomical number to me. And if you take that times 180 days of the school year, you come up with 553,860 illegal stop arm passes in the state of Indiana on one day. So we did a story sorry, with the Herald Times one uh, time, and they rode the buses with us. Remember that. And we had, uh, I think, uh, three to five violators that day on one bus. Mm-hmm. So, so what exactly... I am just remembering incorrectly. I thought the stop arm was to keep the kids a certain distance away from the front of the school bus. But I must be thinking of something no, different. That's, that's You're talking called about the crossover crossing arm. gate. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. That comes yeah. out in front of the bus. So the stop arm actually does it's on, it's is the, in front of the traffic. It's on the side, on the, the driver's side of, driver's the bus, side of the bus. And mm-hmm. it comes out to opposing traffic. So mm-hmm. people have to swerve to get around that. So they don't necessarily have to swerve. Now there are some companies that has not been approved yet by the state of Indiana, but there is a company that's trying to get a stop arm that goes out into the other lane. We're kind of against that because it's, you're you're going to cause more problems with a, a hit, you know, and then you're putting your kids at more li- chance of getting hurt. We we'd like the stop sign to just come out where it's visible, but the, it gives the driver time to get stopped it's very visible the way it is now okay we did get a, a note that it was sarah that called wanted to know about contract drivers versus the school corporation hiring them we did sort of answer that question they have yeah. to be trained the same way right so yes just, all drivers are uh, have to go through the uh, program that that ron has spoke about it's it's very intense program but it's very good program ron which are you I'm actually a corporation driver. My, my wife also drives. We own her bus, though. She's a contracted driver. I so see. we have two different serials. And I, I was a contract driver at one time, and then I started driving for the corporation. So do you find a big difference? I mean, you do your job the same way either, either way, yeah. right? No, there's no difference as far as I'm concerned. I still try to make sure that the bus is maintained other than the mechanical issues, which the corporation, school corporation takes care of those issues as opposed to the dri- uh, contractor driver having to deal with all those issues if they own the bus. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to this 3,000 number really quickly. <laughs> I just, no, no. I mean, I, I really am just shocked by it. Is, do you think that's something where people are just driving too fast and don't know and they just come upon it suddenly? Or, I mean, do people just not see it? I think there's a lot of different variables that probably played into it. Uh, like the time we were on 45, it's a lot of times people just don't realize they have to stop for a school bus. They just don't realize they have to. And then another one may be confusion on some highways, like a four-lane divided highway. They don't think they have to stop. Like, uh, for example, in this area, State Road 46 in Ellettsville, State Road 48 near the airport where it's four-lane and there's a divided median, but there's not a physical barrier, so you do have to stop. All four lanes have All to stop. All four lanes. When there's not a physical barrier... Like a guardrail or a, a grass median, all lanes have to stop. And a lot of people just don't realize that because they're like, I'm all the way over here, you know, and the bus is over there. I don't need to stop. But by law, they do. So, you know, we've sort of acknowledged 553,000 if you extrapolate that. So I think that was the number you gave. So what can be done about that? Is this an educational process or what? What, what can we do? I think part of it could be an educational process. I think there needs to be some TV uh, time placed on those particular type of ads. Also, there's billboards that could be put up. But I think the law needs to be strengthened a little bit. Um, I think uh, the proposal that in Senate Bill 2 that's been proposed, I think part of the proposal in that, other than and, uh, referring back to what Mark stated a minute ago about uh, – Moreau County having door side pickups on their major roads. That's in that bill that all state roads uh, require a driver's side door side pickup. 
uh, with this law if it, it passes. Uh, and the additional thing that he put in that was he wants to spend a driver's license for 90 days if they are ticketed for that offense. And uh, personally, I agree with that. I think that would be something that might turn some heads, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the other thing, uh, Sarah made reference to why does it, the driver pass the stop school bus with the stop arm out and all the lights on and everything. Um, I've had instances where in our particular county, we're uh, as drivers, we can turn in the driver's license plate number, a description of the vehicle and the driver as much as we can, and the uh, police will ticket that driver for that. Now, some counties uh, do not follow that process, but the there's been a couple three times when this occurred to me the driver challenged that ticket and i had to go to court to testify and the the driver (laughs) this you may find this hard to believe but the the first time this occurred to me which has been about uh 20 years ago i think first time it occurred the lady said i didn't see the stop school bus and i just i mean i didn't say anything but i just looked at her and shook my head i just i mean we're sitting there in court she said i didn't see the stop school bus one one of the technologies that that is coming up and a lot of uh politicians are looking at and and the schools are looking at is the cameras on the stop arms that catch the license plate as they go by and uh, more and more prosecutors are looking at this since we've had these incidents that we spoke of earlier as a, uh, we're going to go after people that run the stop arms. And I think we should. I mean, if you're running it, you rent it, you know? Yep. You've got to be responsible. You're driving a vehicle out here that you're responsible for. We're going to talk a little bit about more about the legislation that's, uh, that's coming before the state house this year after we take a short break. We're, we're talking about school bus safety in the wake of a couple of, of major tragedies, one last October and one last December. We have Ron Chu, president of the Indiana School Bus Drivers Association and a school bus driver with us in the studio today, as well as Mark Raper, who's a master trooper with the Indiana State Police. We'll be right back. From the Milton Met Studio at IU's Radio TV building, this is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville, online at smithville.com. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state throughout the day at WFIUNews.org and on Twitter at WFIU News. You can watch unfiltered video of breaking stories on Facebook Live and you can get a digest of all the day's top stories delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of the headlines, plus the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe right now at WFIUNews.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times, along with Sarah Whitmire from WFIU and WTIU. We're talking about school bus safety today, uh, school, uh, schools back in session. Of course, we're going to have snow now this yeah. weekend. We <laughs> could talk about the weather if we want, but uh. we, we, we may get to that later. But we're talking with uh, two guests here in the WFIU studio, uh, Ron Chu, president of the Indiana School Bus Drivers Association and a school bus driver from South Henry County, and Mark Raper, who's a master trooper with the Indiana State Police Department and also uh, who spends a lot of time inspecting school buses uh, we if you want to call us and join us on the program 812-855-0811 in bloomington 1-877-285-9348 outside of the bloomington area news at indianapublicmedia.org and also you can follow us on twitter at noon edition uh, another caller thought that low pay is keeping away drivers so i guess i wanted um Ron, first to, to respond to that, and then Mark talks to lots and lots of drivers, so he can, <laughs> he can probably respond as well. I, I think that's one of the concerns that uh, that uh, a possible driver has with uh, taking those positions. Uh, but I think a lot of school corporations are addressing that at this point. 
Uh, I could name you numerous corporations here that I know of in the last six months that have raised their driver daily pay substantially. What's that? What's that? Uh, mean? I mean, how much can somebody make driving? Is it a full-time job that would with benefits, or is it a job that you would need to have some other occupation? Well, some school systems, uh, I, I did a survey of the corporations that are similar to us in size uh, about a year ago, uh, and amazingly enough, there are several school systems out there have very good benefits. They have retirement, life insurance, health insurance, vision, dental. Uh, some school corporations paid days off. Uh, some school corporations do not, though, uh, but uh, they try to uh, make the daily pay a little bit higher to try to compensate for some of the loss and benefits for those uh, drivers. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think a lot of school corporations have seen the, that is probably part of the issue, and they've, they've uh, recognized that and tried right. to uh, deal with that. I agree with Ron. I've seen uh, an increase in pay, especially with the situation that happened here in Monroe County. They realized they're going to have to up the ante or we're not going to be able to uh, get quality drivers like we need. And I have seen that. And we do have quality drivers here and, and in the area, and I'm glad to see it. And they do need to be rewarded for what they do. I mean, it's a very important job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, s- since we've had these, these two really high-profile accidents, what has changed, if anything? Well, there's a lot more per- public perception. Uh, I-, I noticed <laughs> on the route I drive, I've noticed drivers are a lot more cautious when I start putting my yellow lights on. I drive on one of my uh, stops is on a state road that's very heavily traveled. And uh, I've noticed those people have started, you know, they even keep their distance back from the bus in the, on the, in the rear of the bus. They've even keep their distance from the rear of the bus as opposed to, I know a lot of times I saw my I ought to open that emergency door and they might come right on in, you know. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I think there's been a lot more. Public. I, I agree with Ron. I, we're getting a lot more calls to the post about uh, people that run school bus arms. I think it's really brought it to the, the the public perception that you know it's serious and we need to all take a part in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what happens when you all get complaints? I mean, do you, do you go investigate we, them and prosecute we, them? We try to follow up and, and uh, at least go visit the driver and say what what was the situation. And if if the citation is required, absolutely, you'll be cited for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just going to go to the phones because we have a phone caller. David is on the line. David? Mr. David, yes. Hey, David. David. Hey. Greetings. How are you? Good. How are you, Bob? Good. The, I just wanted to expand on the question of, of pay rates. It's much like uh, any, anything. You want the best talent, whether it's sub-teachers or bus drivers. You know, Paying, paying a professional rate is, is critical to attract the best talent. And I just wanted to make note that you know, the average hourly pay rate for a school bus driver is $16. That's, be, that's before taxes. Same goes for professional limousine drivers it's just treated as a you know basic service position and and if you're going to entrust the safety of your children to one person uh, i would i would think that a professional pay rate would be be critical to attracting the best and the brightest talent all right david hey thanks good to hear from you good thank you bob all right 812-855-0811 812-855-0811 in Bloomington, 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area. News at indianapublicmedia.org and Twitter. You can follow or you can find us at Noon Edition. So David made, uh, you know, a good point. I was thinking about that, you know, as we talk. I mean, this is a critical, critical job. I and mean, you wouldn't just entrust your kids to anybody but yet you put them on a school bus with a driver and you, you know, you'd think that you would want to pay them a decent rate so that they would know all the rules, know all the regulations, be able to handle situations that, that come about. So, I mean, as you've, you've said, uh, Ron, the, the rates do seem to be coming up where there does seem to be some awareness. Um, so, it, it, again, is there more education that's needed? Is the, is the battle won yet? I mean... Oh, I think it's always an ongoing process. I don't think it ever ends. We have to we have to stay abreast of the situation, and and I think uh, everybody has to look at their situation, their particular situation, and say, hey, uh, we, we're not getting the people we need here. We need to do something. So, 
let's evaluate this process and see what we can do and talk. Uh, I think the school corporations, a lot of them, and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of them are good at this, some are not, uh, need to go out and talk to the driver and say, hey, what do you think we need to do to probably change this process a little bit and maybe make it a little more fluent and a little more attractive to people? So, Yeah, these issues uh, are never easy because, you know, it's always who values what. Right. And I think maybe it's Correct. just a matter of, you know, how are we valuing right. the, the people, the men and the women who are driving driving our children to school. So. Mm-hmm. You're right. Do you want to talk about some of these laws that are proposed yeah. right now? Yeah, sure. So um, state senators Eric Bassler and Randy Head each have proposals as well as Jim Pressel. The one I think sort of ties into what you were talking about a little bit earlier, Mark. It's Pressel's bill who would equip school buses with stop arm cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of seems surprising that already doesn't happen. Aren't there buses? Aren't, aren't there cameras s- in the buses? We do have most cam- not all school buses have cameras in the buses. Most of them do now, but uh, the cameras on the stop arms are becoming more and more prevalent. We don't have them on all buses, but they are becoming more and more on uh, area buses. Okay. So, but it's not a mandatory piece of equipment on the bus. I, I might add here, uh, Sarah just uh, commented uh, that uh, there's. I think there's three or four bills. The last I knew, there was three or four bills. One of those bills deals with the uh, central time, the central time zone. Yeah, uh, is that a big issue for you? That is a big issue. I, I, I'm not trying to uh, – well, actually, I am trying to put a plug in for them. I've been on the Central Time Coalition for 10 years now. <laughs> uh, we've been trying to get Indiana placed in the central time zone, and um, – one of the driver's worst fears is running over a child, the school bus driver I'm referring to. And if it's, and it's dark out there when most of us start our routes. Most routes in Indiana start anywhere from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning. So it's still dark right now. So yeah. um, if we were placed in the central time zone, that would give us an hour of daylight earlier in the day. And that, w- that would be very um, helpful. I agree with Ron. I it's, mean, we don't think about time being an issue with school buses, but it is with the daylight. It's a major issue, and it, does, it is helpful the more daylight you have, mm-hmm. obviously. So one of these bills includes that in it? Yes. Do, do you know uh, which one it is? I don't remember okay. which bill it was. I don't Bob, think that's I, either of these. I, I apologize. But that's okay. That, no problem. <laughs> it may be separate from school buses, but it's okay. also, a, a, I think, it's a it helpful part of the issue. to school buses, yes. Yeah. With with the stop arm cameras, that would be a new expense for the district, I assume, to add all of those, Yeah, right? unless they get some kind of federal grant money. Or, and, yeah, and, and then it would be a case that they just check the footage if something happens, probably, but it's Correct. always rolling. Yes. And then that would be something that then you would go investigate if something happened. Yes. Or now they are saying they could, the bus driver can, they can send it directly to the prosecutor's office, the information. Okay. Instead of going to a police, which we're kind of the middleman there, you know. But, yeah, either way would be fine. And Senator Randy Head's bill and Bassler's, it looks like both increase the penalties. Um, Head's bill would drivers who recklessly pass a bus with its stop arm out and someone – and injure someone could be charged with a level six felony. Okay, yeah, and that used to be a misdemeanor. So if you hit be, someone. Yes, if, if yeah. Is that different than if you were just to hit, hit someone? Well, was, you can be charged with uh, different things, but just the, the actual citation of running a school bus arm and hitting someone would be a misdemeanor at this point. We're gonna, let's go. Uh, Thomas is on the phone. He asked questions about punishment. So, Thomas, go ahead. Uh, yeah, let's. And this is basically for Mr. Chu. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, I remember it's been some years, but as Mr. Chu remembers, uh, when the legislator actually uh, lowered uh, the infraction from uh, blowing through a swap arm from a Class C to a B or, or whatever it was, uh, such a long time, I don't exactly remember, but. Uh, uh, my fellow drivers and I thought nothing good could come of that, and uh, just want to have his thoughts. And uh, if I could get a contact number for Mr. Chu. Yeah, are you a driver, Thomas? Uh, I've been with uh, 32 plus years, mm-hmm. 22 plus with uh, Monroe County Community School Corporation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, as I stated earlier in the program, Thomas, I, I, I never have thought that the penalty for passing a stop school bus is, has been stiff enough. And, 
And like I said, it, it's sad to say that it took the, the fatalities that occurred in the northern part of the state in October to bring this issue to light. Um, but it has, and hopefully we will get that issue resolved. Uh, I have talked to a, a couple of legislators about this, and they have my feelings on that. They know how, pardon me, they know how I feel about it. And um, in light of your question, I have uh, addressed this issue down through the years to numerous legislatures, saying that I never have thought the penalty was stiff enough for anyone that passed the stop school bus. And like I said, uh, with what just occurred in October, it's sad to say that it took that to um, bring this issue to light. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right. But the law used to be tougher. It sounds like that's what he's saying, right? Is that? Yeah, I um, I, I think can't. he was saying different levels of the misdemeanor. I'm not I'm not aware of that, but it, it's, it's probably true. I just I'm just not aware of it. That's. Uh, um, so, Ron, can you just? Give us your email real quickly, if you don't mind, so that Thomas has that. Okay. America's going to be emailing you. <laughs> that's right. that, that was my next question. <laughs> I'm sure I want me to do this. Uh, my email is rlchew, and that's C-H-E-W, at N-L-T-C dot net. All right. Thank you for that. I, I hope only good comes from it, Ron. <laughs> so do I, because I, I'll get yours before I leave. Because okay. okay. there may be some forwards involved. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to join the program, we've got about uh, 15 minutes to go. 812-855-0811 in Bloomington. 1-877-285-9348 outside the Bloomington area. News at indianapublicmedia.org. And also uh, our Twitter address is at Noon Edition. I might mention exactly what we do on inspections as far as how many times and that, that type of thing. Uh, every bus in the state of Indiana is ex inspected at least once a year. That's when they get the sticker. And then buses that are 12 years old or older get inspected twice a year. And all buses are subject to random inspections. We can come in any time say we need to inspect your bus today if, especially if we get complaints from parents or something that there's something wrong they think their kids think something wrong with the bus we'll go take a look at it see what's going on so i'm curious uh, how have buses changed in the 38 years that you've been driving that's a good question bob they they've changed substantially uh when i originally started driving it was just two red lights and the stop stop arm now we've got oh well, i could go into a a uh, whole list of options that are available on school buses. We have alternating flashing headlights. We have the crossing gate. We have the, the amber lights overhead. We have strobe flashing lights on the overhead, the amber and the red. They can strobe flash now. We have LED lights. Um, it, it's just, and when I first, uh, now all buses come equipped with what are called daytime running lights, which means as soon as you turn the ignition on, the headlights come on immediately. Uh, that's something that that's relatively new. Uh, within Is this the all standard in uh, in school buses or uh, no? Those the some of those I gave you earlier are optional equipment. The strobe flashing, uh, alternating flashing headlights. Uh, other than the daytime running lights coming on, and the ambers overhead and the red overhead are their standard equipment on the buses. But uh, we now have uh, used to have manual doors opening door entrance doors now they're all you just flip a switch and open the door and automatic transmissions when i started driving we had standard shifts um and yeah. it, the technology it's, it, it, it's like amazing anything. yeah i mean is. they can even they've got technology now that you can put on a bus that you can pick up a child on the outside of the bus within so many feet of the bus it picks that up and alerts the driver that there is something in that area so mm -hmm. uh it's just amazing, and it just keeps changing every day. It's it's difficult to stay up with it, really. How do you how are you able to monitor and you know what's going on in the bus behind you? I mean, you talk about distracted driving. I would yeah. think there'd be tons of distractions when you have you know kids in a bus. Well, I've got this big stick that I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> I've been very fortunate down through the years. I have had excellent students. They they know what I expect of them, and, and they do it most of the time. Now, there are instances where I have issues, but you have to concentrate on your driving. That That's first and foremost. If you're having an issue, you need to find a safe spot, pull that bus over, and make contact with the school and say, hey, I've got an issue here. We need to deal with this. Uh, don't uh, chance uh, 
take a chance on the other kids lives by something that's distracting you you just have to put your focus on your driving and then you try to make the adjustments that are needed to to, to deal with that issue so it, it's difficult believe me yeah. it is but it's 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 rewarding in the end i think yeah are there um i know there have been there have been conversations about whether there should be seat belts seat belts on school buses or not are there or aren't there and how do you <laughs> well, that's that's a good it's question. A hot topic. It <laughs> is. There has been legislation proposed nationally by a Republican and a Democrat to have seatbelts installed on all school buses. Hopefully, they will make that uh, an issue with new buses, and not have to retrofit because I'm sure that the, the cost of that's going to be astronomical, mm-hmm. and the additional cost. There is going to be additional cost with seatbelts on school buses. There have been bills introduced in the state legislature here in Indiana the last. Four or five years now, I think. They have not passed, but I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, funny you should ask that. We just um, we just awarded bids to drivers in our corporation, and both buses have stop arm cameras and seat belts on the yeah. buses. I'm seeing more and more seat and belts on about, the buses. Yes. About every school system around us that's ordering buses are putting seat belts on the buses. So, so how do you, how do you uh, enforce that and make this? That's going to be another issue. That, yeah, right. I was getting ready to say that may be another issue. Yeah. Uh, That's something but, that they're looking at, and it, it is tough. You basically have to have a monitor on the bus, to, especially with smaller children, right. to make sure they're buckled in correctly. Okay. Mark, do you have anything that suggests maybe Indiana has more issues with school buses and accidents with other drivers, maybe because of rural roads? I don't, I don't no I don't think so necessarily. I mean, um I think we're just about like most other states. I've talked to other police officers all, all across the nation. I don't think there's anything we're doing wrong necessarily. I you know, in these two incidents, the school bus drivers didn't do anything wrong, you know. Uh, uh, the buses were safe. It's just I think it's a, the the major issue is the driver distraction. And that's all that's nationwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, but I, I don't know that the, Indiana has done anything less or more than any other states. Do you keep track of accidents with other kinds of buses, like city buses? Do we see these kind of problems? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't inspect city buses. I, uh, metro buses, I don't inspect. Um, I don't know how many crashes they have. We, we don't have very many crashes, really. Through Each year, we don't have a lot of serious crashes. I might have one or two crashes a year in the four county area where a kid is injured but we don't have a lot of serious crashes and i think that's primarily due to a good drivers and good equipment that are that's out there that, that's interesting interesting you would say that sir uh people don't realize this the school bus is the safest form of land transportation that's statistically really? proven and if a person puts their child in a car, they're 70 times more like, likely, or not car, but any personal vehicle, they're 70 times more likely to be involved in an accident. 70 times. That's that's a national statistic. Yeah. So Buses I'm are, not just you know, drawing this. <laughs> they're built there. like tanks. They so. really are. And they're up off the ground. Uh, they are very safe. The biggest problem we have with school buses usually is when the, if they if should happen to turn over. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, if they stay upright, they're about as safe as vehicles. You're, what, you know what he just said. They're they're very safe. I kind of joked about it earlier, but we have some bad weather coming in this weekend, and I do want to talk about about the issue of you know school closings and the fact that a lot of times it's because you know buses can't get out and drive where they're supposed to go. I know you know I'm a I'm an old Hoosier. I've been around a long time, and it seems like schools close a lot more quickly these days than they used to is that just my imagination or is that happening no i think you're yeah i think you're exactly right i think a lot of that has to do with liability involvement so that's just the nature of the beast and that's the way it's going to be and they're not going to take chances and probably rightfully so Mm -hmm. yeah what what about i mean when you're thinking about when you see the snow coming in are you what are you thinking about um that, oh my gosh, I hope they don't make me get out and drive today or moving to Florida mostly, Bob. So. <laughs> but no, I, it, it, I've never, I mean, if, if we got bad weather coming in, uh, we get, if we get a lot of snow, it, very amazingly, it, a school bus goes very well in snow. You just have to be careful. I mean, you have to be drive carefully. 
But I, I, I'm like Mark here. I think the liability concern is not just dealing with the school buses. It's with the other kids driving to school and all this stuff. You right. know, if we have a kid that comes to school and they have a bad accident, I mean, I'm not sure if the school would be liable for that. But, it, you know, they, they're thinking, well, if we hadn't had school, my kid wouldn't be out in this. So, yeah. uh, so there you go. But I think so, that's the, the major problem right there. But some of these rural roads, too, that are just almost impassable. So mm-hmm. if you can't get to some kids, it seems like corporations are more likely to say, well, if we can't provide an education for those kids today, we probably should just. We used to have snow routes, and uh, they, they've done away with that. Uh, because, like you said, the kids all aren't getting the same treatment. So, in order to be fair, they did away with the snow routes. So, what was it? snow routes where the parents had to get them to a certain place? Uh, they just story? they the bus just ran certain roads, like major highways. They wouldn't go on the rural roads. So, if you didn't live on a major road and you couldn't get there, I guess you were excused. We <laughs> Which see that sometimes. Um, I feel like we see sometimes now that schools might be open but have limited bus service. They go, the, now they do a two, what we call two-hour delay, and they still get credit for a day. But other than that, it's either yeah. two-hour delay or we're closed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I, I want to make sure to ask before the, sh- the show ends here. But just what do you think are just the number one things that drivers could do better? Um, I mean, I admit probably not smartly in, in front of a police officer, but <laughs> I didn't realize that if there were four lanes that I had to stop if I was in the far yeah. lane, and now I know. Yeah. Um, what are some other things that you just think drivers really need to work on or need to know maybe about that they don't really I, realize? I think they just need to drive carefully. They just need to be aware of their surroundings at all times, not just whether a school bus is around, but be aware of their surroundings and not let any distractions affect that. So... Uh, that's my thinking on that, Sarah. So I just I think people, like I stated earlier, I think every, it seems everybody's got to be at a certain place at a certain time, and they're in a hurry to get there. Uh, a lot of I'm one of the worst about this. I I leave so much early and get to a lot of meetings so early. People even comment, "What are you doing here so early?" I said, "Well." <laughs> You know, I just want to allow myself plenty of time because you never know what's going to happen anymore. Great. It seems like on a daily basis we have accidents on the interstates that shut them down for periods of time. So just just be more aware of your surroundings, and especially when you're around a school bus, uh, be cautious. Yeah. And think about the time of day you're driving. You're more likely to see a school bus between 6 and 9 o'clock in the morning and uh, 3.30 and 5 o'clock in the afternoon if you're out in those times. Those are you're much more likely to see a school bus out, so be aware. Especially on in, in this area, the rural areas, we have a lot of hills, and you come over a hill and there's a bus stopped. It's tough, so you you got to be aware of your time, and and there's a possibility there may be a school. We even have signs up that says school bus stop ahead because it's so hard to see sometimes. So, uh, just be aware of your surroundings, as he said. Be aware of your time that you're dra- traveling. And the likelihood of a school bus may be in the area. Could you run through a couple of the rules just here quickly, like about how far back you need to stop, just those kind of things, when you can? Well, you need to keep a a safe distance, obviously, between you and the the vehicle in front of you. This usually goes to the two-second rule. Uh, What I want you to count, 1,000, 1,002, after you pass an object, that's usually a good safe distance for you to to be behind a vehicle. And if you're coming up on a a school bus uh, from the opposing way, be alert for those yellow lights. If you don't see the yellow lights coming on, they're probably not going to stop for a little bit. But be aware that when those yellow lights come on, you, you should probably slow down and, and be looking at the driver. And if you can see the driver and, and make contact. And if that red arm comes out, you're allowed, you got to stop. That's the law. It's the same penalty as running a red stop light. So, Ron, as you, in your role as president of the Indiana School Bus Drivers Association, do you get to the state house to to testify or lobby? Do you keep track of all the legislation that's happening? I, I do keep track of the legislation on a daily basis. When I get home in the evenings, I immediately fire up my computer and go down the list and see where certain legislation, especially that pertains to school transportation, where it's headed. So I do I do stay on top of that. And uh, in answer to your question of whether I've testified, yes, I've testified a couple of times in Indianapolis on school bus-related bills. How much input do you have when a legislator says, I want to do something about school buses? Do they come to your organization to, to get your feedback? There's been a, a couple of instances that they have come to or contact me uh, with questions about uh, school bus, possible school bus legislation. Uh, this particular year, I've had numerous calls from the media w- in relation to those incidents that occurred in the northern part of the state. I haven't had any calls from any legislatures as far as the uh, 
current legislation with dealing with school buses. Well, I'm going to put you on a spot. When you look through these bills, you know, these three or four that you've, you've looked at, I mean, what are the key elements that you really hope um, get through? Well, I, I hope the driver's license suspension thing goes through. Now, Mark may not agree with no. me on that. I don't know. But um, I, I think it's come to the point where we need to do something drastic. It, it has. Uh, and obviously, in, in uh, reference to the incident that occurred in northern Indiana, that particular week in the U.S., I think there were five instances in the U.S., and there were uh, five fatalities, I think, Mark. I think you're right. Uh, in not just in Indiana. They, it was all over the U.S. I don't know what it was about that week, but the, it, that was amazing. The same thing occurred. They ran stop arms on the school buses and hit, hit uh, passengers. So mm-hmm. um, in, in reference to Senate Bill 2, uh, Senator Head's bill, the, the one concern I have with that is um, doorside pickups. I think that's a great idea, but my concern with it is that uh, a lot of school systems are struggling financially with their transportation costs. Uh, the state just changed that. They put, they have two funds now, the education fund, which the general fund goes in that, and the operations fund, which transportation was lumped into that. But they also added some other uh, costs into the operations fund, such as the custodial maintenance uh, salaries now go into the operations, which they used to come out of the general, and some administrative costs are going into the operations fund. So that's going to shrink that down a little bit. So if school systems are required to do this, and it, it's an added cost, it's going to be an added cost. Uh, if school systems say, we're going to have to do away with transportation, what have we gained? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. We are out of time. I want to thank our guest today, Ron Chu, president of the Indiana School Bus Drivers Association, and Mark Raper, a master trooper with the Indiana State Police. You guys were great. I appreciate you both being here today. Thank you very much. I also want to thank WFIU and uh, the Herald Times has always been very supportive thank about you. getting the public awareness out for the school buses. And we, I appreciate that. We appreciate much. it. And so thank you. Sarah, thank I'm you sure. for giving us time today. All right. For producer Patrick McGurr, engineer Mike Pashkash, and Sarah Whitmire, I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville. Fiber internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com.